welcome. I see some new faces here. I welcome both newcomers and returners to my lecture series about Korean drama. Today, I will be talking about the historical background concerning a new Korean series, Korean drama, Hwajong is placed in. Hwajong is a 50 episode Korean historical drama set during the 17th century Joseon dynasty. The literal meaning of the title Hwajong can be translated into glamorous politics in which the adjective is used sarcastically. You can just think of it in the same vein as Game of Thrones. You can say off with the heads. The leads of the show are Cha Seung Won who is returning to TV after last year's You're All Surrounded, Lee Yeon who is returning after some lackluster projects including 2013's TV show Miss Korea and the movie Detective K Secret of the Lost Island in which she's literally redundant and Kim Jae-won of 2013's TV show Scandal A Shocking and Wonderful Instant. The show is set during the reign of Prince Kwang-hae or Kwang-hae-gun who is one of the only two Joseon kings who got dethroned. You know abdication is a separate thing can always say, please take my crown, just don't kill me, just don't kill me. And usually it doesn't matter, you're gonna get killed anyway, in any case. Recent TV shows such as The King's Face from 2015, Gu Jun from 2013, Jing Rok currently airing, and The Movie Masquerade from 2012 was set around this period. And oh, I forgot about this show. But who remembers that show anyway, right? Jung Yi, the Goddess of Fire from 2013 is also set in this period and stars Prince Kwang Hae as one of the two lead characters. Prince Kwang Hae is played in Hwa Jung by Cha Seung Won. Considering the actor, Prince Kwang Hae will be more complicated than straight out simple such as how he was portrayed in Jung Yi. I mean, Cha Seung Won does not do straight cute, nice, or simple. Compared to more traditionally popular stories of the Joseon royal court, the figure of Prince Kwang-hae has not been well discussed in popular media until most recently. Even among the two dethroned kings, Prince Yeonsan or Yeonsan-gun, the other king, had gotten more press because he is basically the Joseon version of Nero, seed worm born. What? Excess makes a great copy. Oh, see, won't burn. Beautiful. In the case of Prince Kwang-hae, his tale was far less flashy, although in some ways is far more interesting. In the last two decades or so, the reputation of Prince Kwang-hae has been rehabilitated considerably as one of the historical what-if scenarios. His reign is seen as the pivotal crossroads between early Joseon periods and the decline of the late Joseon period. What if Prince Kwang-hae was not dethroned? Would Joseon have changed significantly? Prince Kwang-hae was born as a second son of King Sunjo, who is viewed as one of the more pathetic and incompetent kings of the Joseon dynasty. You may catch him portrayed to the absurd degree in Jingbirok which is currently airing as the petty petty king that let the Korean-Japan war of Injin happen. I would say that he's equivalent to King John of Britain. You know that king of Robin Hood fame that ended up doing the Magna Carta thing because he was so sucky. Prince Kwang had many things against him in regards to becoming a king. Not only was he not the eldest son, but him and his older brother 
was born of royal concubine. In other words, he was a bastard in the eyes of the ruling classes of Joseon. Ironically enough, the Korean-Japan war was somewhat of a blessing for Prince Kwang-hae as he was named as heir apparent in the crisis over his elder brother, who had a rather poor reputation. However, things were not smooth sailing for Prince Kwang-hae even after this. During the war, he garnered much praise for his part in the war as the head of the frontline government. However, this created a rivalry between him and his pathetic petty father. After the war, his father constantly undermined his position and threatened to name a new heir apparent. This is where Princess Jongmyung, played by Lee Yeon-hee, comes into play. After the war, the king married a 19, I mean 19, not 90, year old girl and made her the official queen. This meant that Prince Kwang-hae had a stepmother who was actually 9 years younger than him. Among the many reasons for this marriage, one of the more obvious to everyone was that his father was trying to produce a new heir to replace him via this young queen of prime breeding age. And when Prince Kwang-hae was 28 years old, Princess Jungmyung was born. In regards to the show, this creates some of a odd problem since the characters that play Kwang-hae and Jungmyung Gongju have only about 18 years difference compared to the actual 28 years difference between those two in real life. However, it is not as creepy as this couple. That's just weird. Since this new child was a girl, it was not a political hit to Prince Kwang-hae. However, three years later, the queen gave birth to a prince who would become a little noose around Prince Kwang-hae's neck. In Joseon, you are likely to lose your head if you cannot become a king after being named heir apparent. To everyone, it was obvious who the king had in mind to succeed him. However, he actually died a few years after he got his legitimate son to the relief of Prince Kwang-hae. Prince Kwang-hae becomes the 15th king of Joseon in 1608 AD and ruled for about 15 years, which is not a short period. On one side, his policies during his reign can be seen as being competent, progressive, and practical. This is one of the reasons why he is being re-evaluated positively in modern times. I mean, it is not easy to find a competent and practical king in the late Joseon dynasty period. On the other side, he was disliked by the ruling classes because of his policies and his lineage. And to a degree, this view was shared on the part of Prince Kwang-hae also. As a result, he became more isolated and had to rely on a few members of his inner circles. In addition, he kept on slowly purging out his enemies which eventually included his half-brother who his father wanted to replace him. In this period, Princess Jungmyung also was exiled and later was falsely reported to be dead. In 1623, Prince Kwang-hae's half-nephew with the support of the ruling classes, initiated a successful coup and removed Prince Kwang-hae to become the 16th king of Joseon. Princess Jungmyung returned from hiding at this point. After this, Prince Kwang-hae lived 19 more years in captivity after he was dethroned. This was quite well actually. Usually after a few months, you get silently. <sighs> In the case of Kwang-hae, he actually survived, but all of his immediate family members were killed or died early on. In the case of Princess Jungmyung, she lived the rest of her life far from politics until 1685 when she died. Objectively, Prince Kwang-hae or Kwang-hae-gun 
His reign can be viewed as a failure. He was killed after all, and history moved on. Not exactly to a better place, but it moved on. If you want to view him in a positive light, Prince Kwang-hae can be seen as being similar to Heijun, the Roman emperor who was competent but not well liked and died disliked too. If you want to view him in less flattering light, Prince Kwang-hae can be seen as Roman emperor Domitian, who was also not incompetent but was dethroned because his policies and attitudes differed considerably from the ruling class and thus was assassinated by them. So basic competence as a ruler and a poor relationship with the ruling class, these are the common elements here. Prince Kwang-hae became king during a very bad period in Joseon history and because of his lineage was in serious dis disadvantage from the start. It did not help that because of his experience with the machinations of the ruling classes, there were no love lost between him and the ruling classes. This gap was never bridged. And this is actually the reason he is being re-evaluated from the ashes of history. He represents a new way that Joseon could have taken apart from the trajectory that the ruling classes had the dynasty on. So this is Professor Akia. This was the historical background surrounding the show, Hwajong. And this is the end of my lecture. Spring has come and the weather's warm out. Everyone go out to the quad and soak up the sun. Go, go, go. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share this video. Have a nice day. Just get out, get out, get out. Have a nice day. Enjoy your life.